you know how big our stadium is and our fans are in there it just kind of felt like we just got hushed like seeing that and just sitting there on the bench was just kind of like damn like we really like we really just did this We are back with the third episode of the Pod of Aggieland with your host, yours truly, Chase Lane. Um, not gonna sugarcoat it. How's my weekend? Um, didn't go as I thought it would. Um, uh, if you watch college football, we got upset by um, Appalachian State, which is a um, a great program. Kudos to them for coming down here and taking care of their business and um, obviously coming ready to play as we did not. But yeah, man, um, you can't really, can't really dwell on things too long in this sport because um, number one is only week two. And then uh, the second thing, we're in the SEC West, probably the most competitive league in college football. So um, as hard as it is to say the least, um, you just got to put your head at the, Put your head on the pillow at the end of the day and try to just look forward to, to brighter days ahead and to um, compete because if you look at our schedule, we can't just roll over now and um, who we have coming up. So um, just around the world in college football, um, Alabama uh, got out of Austin in a, in a scary one, I, I believe. Um, you can even argue that if Quinn Ewers um, doesn't get hurt in the first half, then uh, things could be differently for Texas right now, but um, I think Texas showed um, they showed a, they showed a lot of good things. I think they put a lot of good things on video, and um, you know, Coach Sarkeesian is a he's a great coach, and um, they're obviously um, changing the culture that they have down there in Austin. So kudos to them for coming to play, but also kudos to Alabama for um, taking care of their job, taking care of their their work at the end of the day. A win's a win, uh, no matter how ugly it is. So um, congrats to them. Uh, Notre Dame losing to Marshall at home, man. Uh, I, I know we can relate to Notre Dame, but um, I'm really, I'm really hoping that that uh, that head coach can turn it around because um, I remember when he first got the job, um, the players really looked at him as a player coach, and um, they really were behind him and they were really excited about the hire. But then on top of that, he's also an African American coach, and I know that um, a lot of times in sports, uh, whether that be collegiate or or pro, you don't really see um, black head coaches get um, the same chances that um, coaches of other races get. So, you know, just hoping that he can um, get things turned around and um, so they can still have the season that they want to have. Um, but moving on to Kentucky over Florida, I actually have Florida in this game. Um, you know, just going down to the swamp is never a easy atmosphere to play in, but um, Kentucky's a, they're, they're a solid team. Um, I know we, we played them back in um, 2018 when Jimbo's first year, um, was here in College Station, and we uh, had to go to overtime for that game. So, um, yeah, Kentucky, you know, took care of their business. They got a good squad over there. They have a lot of older guys that I think have, like, bought into the culture and the system that they have going on down there. So, um, congrats to those guys down there in Lexington. Um, Tennessee over Pitt in overtime. Um, I didn't have Tennessee in this game. I actually had Pitt. But, uh, uh, yeah, I think who's their coach? Um, Josh Hupel or something like that. I don't know if he got fired. He got fired, didn't he? 
Yeah. Okay. So yeah, Josh Hupel, You know, he's a he's a good um, he's a good coach. Um, played quarterback back in Oklahoma back in the day. So uh, you know, he he comes from a tradition of winning. So um, uh, I know Tennessee's had some hard years in the past and in the recent past. So I'm glad to see them have that win, and um, that could hopefully swing their program to stay on the right trajectory going forward. But um, Nebraska firing Scott Frost, man. Um, wasn't really really able to accomplish anything and didn't really show any growth in the program. So um, it kind of makes sense that he got fired. Um, never want to see that happen to any coach. But, um, you know, business is business at the end of the day, and um, they didn't have the start to the season that they wanted to have. So um, hopefully Nebraska can find their guy and um, can find a way to swing their program around as well. But um, moving on to our game, Texas A&M versus Appalachian State. Um, I'm trying to, like, pinpoint what exactly went wrong for us, but um, as easy as it would be for me to, like, sit up here and make excuses, like, as a man, and I feel like as a member of this team, we all have to look in the mirror at the end of the day and um, watch the film and be very critical of the film and just, um, just own up to our mistakes because it just seemed like everything that could go wrong went wrong for us offensively and defensively at times because the defense, you know, App State's not a bad team offensively and they put up 61 points the week before and our defense held them to 17. So um, there's only so much. I know the defense is kind of getting some criticism for the loss, but you can't really put that much of a burden on the defense because, you know, they held a high-scoring offense, only 17 points. So, um it's so weird because like everything felt normal, like everything felt right, like from pregame, like from Friday in the walkthrough, like we had a good walkthrough, um, we had good meetings that night, everybody was locked in, like nothing was abnormal about the Friday the night before. Um, Saturday morning was fine, but you know, like I said, just life happens, and uh, you know, it just it happens sometimes. As much as I hate to say that, but it's real. Um, so just moving on to the to start of the game, the first quarter, um, two drives, a punt, and a fumble. Um, I can't really pinpoint what went wrong for us offensively. I thought that we had a good um, game plan going into the game, and um, I felt like we were going to be able to exploit a lot of deficiencies in their defense. But, um, yeah, I, I feel like I'm getting repetitive, but it's just like – Everything that could go wrong, it, it, it just felt like it went wrong for us. Um, Haynes got sacked. Um, he fumbles. Um, Abstead recovers on, on the 29. Like I just feel like we just put the defense in such like bad positions to be successful. And, um, you know, they, they did all they could do. I feel like um, we, can, we can sit here and we can try to pinpoint, like, which play um, lost us the game or, like, but whatever it is, but at the end of the day, it was a group effort. We all um, had turns in, in our in our miss assignments, so can't make any excuses about that. Oh, and another thing. I think we only had eight possessions in that game. So I don't remember ever going up against an opponent who, like, held the ball for that, like, long of a period. Like, we got – in the fourth quarter, we only got – one drive 
the whole fourth quarter. And so just trying to just stay engaged and like to stay, like keep your body warm and to keep your blood pumping. And as a receiver, trying to keep your hands and your legs ready, like it was, it was very hard in that regard. But as I digress, um, moving on to the second quarter, um, we scored um, seven play drive, 75 yards for a touchdown. Um, ends on Devon Chain coming in with a 26 yard um, touchdown run. A tremendous boost of confidence, I feel like. Um, at, that made the score 7-7. So I feel like like the fans and even us were like, okay, like we got out to a slow start, but you know, let's like let's string along and let's start to pull away with this one. But um yeah, it just it just never happened. And um I feel like just when we have our good drives, like it just seems like everybody's on one accord and even though we don't have like a high tempo offense, like it just feels like everybody was like, Okay, like let's go, let's go, let's go. Let's go. And everybody seems synchronized. But I think we're, we're lacking consistent consistency in that end and just um, staying fluid and staying um, synchronized as an offense. But, you know, that just comes with time. We have a lot of young guys out there. Um, but, yeah, going into halftime, um, the message at halftime, like offensively and defensively, like wasn't a panic. Like, even though it was 7-7, like Coach Fisher came in and he was poised and um, the defensive staff, like they're, they're – um, their staff was getting um was 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 being poised with their players as well. So everybody was like confident that we were going to come out and we we're we were going to score because we got the ball coming out of halftime and uh, we were confident that um, we were going to get another stop and then um, come back and score again. So it wasn't any like um, worry or panic in the locker room at halftime. But um, any key adjustments that we made throughout the offense, I don't think there were any um, like any drastic ones. Um, maybe just like minor, just like tips and reminders, uh, like and, and things of that nature. But it wasn't like anything too serious. Um, we came out in the third quarter, and uh, we had a three and out. Um, we had a fumble. They take it down to sixty-two yards, score a touchdown, and then that eventually ends up from them going up fourteen-seven. So um, I feel like at that time, um, I feel like offensively we kind of were like, okay, like. Like we're running out of time. Like something needs to click here. Like what's the deal? And um, yeah, that that drive really, I feel like it drained us because it's just the, the like I said earlier, like the time of possession is just so like elongated, and um, it just felt like they were on the field for the the whole like duration of the quarter. So uh, moving on to the fourth. Oh, sorry. Uh, I don't know how I can forget this. Devon had another kickoff return for a touchdown. Um, right when he kind of, I, I kind of had a feeling he was he was gonna take it back because it just I saw how the blocks lined up, and I knew like right when the blocks hit, that's when Vaughn was gonna um spread out. But um, yeah, that was a we I think we needed that. It was kind of like a like a sigh of relief, like from us as well as the fans in the stadium. You can, you can kind of feel it. It was like a group sigh of relief. So, um, you know, I I thought that was gonna be just one of those ugly wins for us. I thought that once we got the kickoff return that um, that would just going to like amplify us and amplify the crowd. And it's just like propelling us to another victory. But um, with what comes with that, you got to execute on both sides of the ball and special teams. And we'll get to that. But uh, moving on to the fourth quarter, um, they start off with a field goal. They go up 17-14, which would eventually be our demise. Um by the time we got the ball in the fourth quarter, so much time had, had gone by. And um, I feel like as a group, offensively, like on the sideline, like 
um, a lot of guys were starting to get anxious and they were starting to, to get like uh, uneasy and just just so just ready to get back on the field to try to put together a drive. And um, I feel like our our poise as an offense kind of got lost in that in that long drive that App State had. And then like when they kind of when they scored, the, when they kicked the field goal and they made it, it was kind of just like a like, a, ugh, like, damn, like now we got to go back out there. So. All right, so we, we finally get back on the field in the fourth quarter, and we drive it down to where we are we're in um, field goal territory. And um, that series is kind of up and down, up and down, up and down. Like a, I think we um, got a call back because it was like a rough in the passer, I feel like. So um, we were – it was kind of like a, another sigh of relief because it, it got us another first down and, and four more opportunities. Uh, so then, you know, we're moving the ball, we're moving the ball, we get it down there. Um, sense of urgency, I feel like it was out the roof because uh, we could see what was about to happen. And we we're, I think at that point, we were just like, look, we just, however we have to win this game, like, we have to win this game. Like, no matter how ugly it is, no matter how much criticism we'll take, we just have to find a way to get the job done. So um, I think guys were really, like, you know, just really locked in at that point, just trying to get the ball down the field any way we could. Um so then we get the we get down there in uh third down call. Um you'll had a you'll Keith had like an underneath route. Um I think it was third and third and mid, something like that, and he caught the drag and then he, he lost his footing. So um I just know if he kept his feet he could have got the first down, but you know, just um how things happen sometimes. But yeah, he, he comes down, he, he falls, so, okay, we're sending Caden out there. Have a lot of faith in Caden Davis, no matter what happened. Have a lot of faith in him. He's my teammate, so um, I know I can always count on him. Um, and, you know, just like I said, life happens, and um, he makes that kick every day in practice, and we have the most utmost confidence in him to make that same kick in the game. But, um, yeah, we, we were confident as a team sending Caden out there to tie the game, and I feel like at that point we were content with going into overtime. And um, because we had, we were we were for certain that if we got a field goal, our our, our defense is gonna they weren't gonna let them come down and like score three points or anything. So, Caden um, goes out there. You know, we have all seen it. He missed the kick. Um, I don't know if it got chipped or blocked or his foot had hit the ground. I don't. I didn't. I haven't seen it up close yet because I haven't watched the game on TV. I've only watched the film and I can't really see that. But um, yeah, he, he missed the kick. Um, I think there was like four minutes left or something like that. And we were sending our defense back out there. And then we had more confidence in our defense again to get another stop um, because we felt like if we could get the ball back in a quick three and out, then we could at least try to go down there and attempt another field goal. Um, they, they're running the ball, they're running the ball, they're running the ball. We have to call timeout, I think. We, we had two timeouts, two timeouts at the time when they got the ball back. Um, we had to use one of them. I forgot for what, but we used one of them. So we had one timeout left. Um, they had a big um, first down run, uh, stretch play. Um, Tyreek Chappelle, he, he barely missed his tackle. Big running back, but uh, he he got him he got him down the field all the way to their side of the ball. Um, you know, they, their game management was really on point during that game, and they got the clock down all the way. Two seconds, and they took a knee, and, and that was it. Um, Storm the field. 
did all that. Never have experienced that. Like I've always kind of, I've been on the receiving, I've been on the, uh, the giving end of storming fields and celebrating, um, from big victories, like in 2020 when we had upset Florida at home. And then of course, last year when we upset Alabama, but, um, never have been on the receiving end of that. Um, it felt kind of surreal. Like, cause like, like these games, like that we played in yesterday are like the reasons why people love college football, like the upsets, the mayhem of it, like, um, the underdog stories, like people live for that in college football. Like, I live for that in college football. I love I love that aspect of college football. And um, you never think it can happen to you until it happens to you. And that phrase is used just globally, universe, universally for life. But it's just, it's just clever and just ironic how it can apply to football as well. And, um, yeah, man, it was – like we were, me and some of the receivers, we were just sitting on the bench when he took the knee, and it just felt like, and they traveled well, they traveled very well. So you know how big our stadium is, and our fans are in there. It just kind of felt like we just got, like, hushed, like, soul stripped from us, like just cold, like a cold, brisk, like, air just came through the stadium, and then, like, this one little patch in the stadium just like erupted and. Since it was kind of at a distance, it was just like. And then you can see, like, the players coming down the field, and you can just see, like, the excitement and, like, the, like, the like just, like, just this just triumphant feeling just going through their, their like, their body language and, and everything and just, like, seeing that and just sitting there on the bench, it was just kind of like, damn. Like, we really, like, we really just did this. And... It was weird, like, after the game, like, you, like, you know, you see your family and um, you see, like, your friends and you see the people who are always proud of you no matter what. So it's kind of like, like, a, you get, like, a dip, like, you, you get, like, a cycle of emotions because, like, you feel loved and you feel appreciated and you feel consoled by your family. But then at the same time, like, as an athlete, you know that, like, you didn't play to your very best standard. So, um, it didn't even really hit at first. Like, and you know, social media is so big. Like, you go to social media and it's just plastered everywhere. Like, down Twitter, down Instagram. Like, your friends back home are talking to you about it. Like, your family members that weren't able to make it to the game. Like, they're talking about it. So, like, it didn't even feel real. Like, and so, like, after the game, I was just chilling with um, my mom and my girlfriend. And um, we were just talking about the game. You know, and, like, I feel like sometimes as like athletes, like we kind of have to like debrief and just get away from the game. So usually after a game, like good or bad, I don't really like talking about it because um, you 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 lock in and you focus so hard Monday through Saturday up to the game, and you just feel mentally and physically drained from it all. And you just need that time to reset because you only get Saturday after your game and then Sunday. So I don't really like to talk about games after after the game, and I kind of just like to just um, just be just like a normal person again, but. Um, yeah, we talked about the game yesterday and, um, it was just a bunch of like, how you feel? Like, how you doing? Like, you know, just, just consoling, just messages that you're receiving and you're kind of just like, I'm like, I'm good. Like, like, cause you don't really know. So, um, 
yeah, man, that whole experience for me, it didn't, it, it didn't even really hit till I woke up this morning. And then, you know, like when you wake up in the morning, you're kind of just like, like, what did I do yesterday? Like, you feel I me? Mean? You kind of, I don't know if everyone gets a feeling, but I kind of like, like, what did I do yesterday? Like, I don't know, but it was just kind of like, damn, like we got beat by upstate. And it was kind of just like embarrassing because you're like, bro, like this really happened to us. But, you know, um, closing statements, um, I just urge the fans to to know that uh, we love you guys. Um, we want to win just as bad as you guys want us to. And I feel like with social media being at its peak, um, I feel like sometimes fans just get so caught up in it and they just get so um, emotional from the disappointment um, that they kind of forget that we're human too. So um, nothing against the fans. I don't want this to get misconstrued, but just uh, to all the fans, I just want to let them know that we want to win just as bad as they do or as y'all do. Um, we're just as disappointed as you guys are. Um, this team is far from finished. Um, these guys in the locker room, I know they want to play football, and um, this is uh, what we're trained to do, man. And um, we are not looking at this season as finished or depleted or off course. I feel like we can still accomplish the things that we want to do. And that just starts with how we approach tomorrow and Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday and Friday and um, the Miami game and just taking it literally one day at a time, one week at a time, one game at a time. And um, just having respect for our opponents like we did for App State. But um, yeah, man, um, I appreciate you guys listening to this tough episode of the part of Aggie land. Um, much appreciation for everybody who is continuing to show love. Um, put your friends, your family members on the pot of Aggieland. Um, got a lot of good things to talk about. So, uh, yeah, guys, I'm out. Peace.